Welcome to Pete Mills Musicals. I'm Pete Mills, and today I'm excited to present the first of five chapters of our Evergreen podcast musical. Before we start, my co-host Cara Reichel is going to give you a little bit of a setup. So people have often asked us, when does Evergreen take place? And our answer to everyone is always that you have to decide for yourself. It could either be in the very distant past or perhaps in the future. And as far as where does Evergreen take place, Cara, why don't you set the scene for us? Imagine, if you will, a desert landscape. A cold wind blows restlessly, and huddled together in the midst of this scene is a cluster of tents, the home to a small community. Come, everyone. Gather in. Gather around. The day is finally here. For so long, it's been getting colder and darker every day. 182 days, in fact. (laughs) That's higher than some of you have learned to count. And today, on the coldest and darkest day of all, that's when we celebrate. That's when we tell the story again, and we remember that there is hope. My grandmother counts the days as they go by. She has a book, she makes a mark, gives each a name. Sometimes it's a Saturday, or something called the 7th. Sometimes it's December the 11th. My grandmother counts the days, I don't know why When every day from dawn to dusk is just the same Mother says it's meaningful, but I agree with father I don't see why anyone would bother Time goes by, my uncle's beard gets grayer In a while I'll be shorter than my brother Each new day is no different from another still. My grandmother counts the days, I don't know why. My grandmother counts the days as they go by. Until it's here. That day that she calls the best day of the year. Aren't you done yet, Maya? Your father will be home any minute now. Almost. How far do you think he went today? I wonder if he went east. I've never gone past the dunes, but he promised to take me the next time he goes. Less daydreaming and more sweeping. Why does it matter if the floor is clean? Because tonight is special. It doesn't seem any different to me. What's so special? Maya, do you have to be difficult? Today of all days? I'm not being difficult. I'm just asking a question. It's almost time for the gathering. You don't want to miss your grandmother's stories, do you? I've heard all her stories before, Mother. But it's a tradition. Everyone else will be there. All the children. I'm too old for that stuff. Please, Maya. It means so much to Yama. I just don't believe in it anymore. What don't you believe? Any of it. It's fine for Joshi and the other kids, but grown-ups don't believe in those things. I do. You do? Of course. I've never seen them, but I know Yama has. a girl a great many years ago I can still remember there was 
snow was cold and she says it covered all the ground you know there's not enough water in the whole world to do yes that. yes you win it makes no sense I know but I believe it anyway there are things we must believe in even when we have no way of knowing the truth when I was a girl in happier times than these growing all around us there was a thing called There were so many kinds, birches with silver bark, willows with their gently drooping boughs, pines and firs with their shiny, sharp needles. Needles? Like for sewing? Yes, Joshi, but softer. I'd stay away from those. Oh, but they were the most special kind. We called them evergreens because they stayed green all through the winter. Weren't all trees green? Some of the time, but not always. Once every year the snow would fall And all the trees would seem to die Once there was something we called seasons There were reasons why Soon there would be a Since I've seen any green thing grow But I can still remember Life wasn't always so Spring will come again The trees will return, I know 
as surely as there once was a thing called snow. You can take that right on in, Woojack. I worked up such an appetite. I think I'm gonna eat most of this myself. <laughs> I was getting worried. You were gone so long. <laughs> we had to go a long way to find everything we needed. Did you go east? Past the dunes? Even farther than that. See here on the map. Are these antlers our new tree? <laughs> this is the best I could find. It will have to serve. I like it. It's taller than the old one. And I get to decorate it. No one's fighting you for that. No tree until after the feast. Aww. Then I get to light the fire. I already have the cook fire going. Aww. But you can go fetch more fuel, Joshi. Tonight we keep the fire going all night. And I get to stay up late! Don't be long. Bring the tree, Rochik. And Maya, sweep out this sand your father and uncle tracked in. Maya reluctantly began to sweep. As soon as she was alone, she dropped the broom and ran to her father's pack, which he had left behind. She grabbed his map and spread it out on the ground. On it were marked dozens of paths she had never traveled. As she studied them, she heard her father and uncle returning. Maya quickly rolled up the map and found a hiding place to listen in. We shouldn't be feasting when we don't know how much longer we'll be able to find food. But it lifts people's spirits. One night of feasting gives us courage to face another year of famine. And think of the children, Rochik. What else do they have to look forward to? I do think of the children. And I wonder what kind of future there will be for Maya and Joshi. Every day we have to go farther and farther to gather supplies. It's only a matter of time before we've used up everything. And what then? I suppose we'll have to pull up stakes, like Father did. And if we leave here, who knows if we'll find another source of water? Of course, we might try the north. There is nothing to the north. Only desert. But the legends... Yama's stories are just that. Stories. Made up to entertain the children. The north could be our last hope. If there's still a place where things can grow, then we wouldn't have to forage and scavenge. I wish I could believe it. But I won't risk everything chasing after something that may not exist. Ah, uh, careful, Rodchik. I think the walls may have ears. Woodchuk gave a nod toward Maya's hiding place, and she emerged with a sheepish look. Her father grimaced, but then his face softened. Better to endure. And hope for change. Good night, Maya. We'll see you inside. Maya was alone again troubled by what she had heard. Suddenly her brother burst in carrying a pair of buckets and swinging them like bells. Ding dong dong. Joshi, <laughs> get that away from me. What? It doesn't smell anymore. It's all dried out. And thanks for letting the sand blow in again. I just finished sweeping it out. Frustrated, Maya set down her broom and stepped out into the cool evening air. 
She gazed across the dunes as the sunlight faded. A breeze ruffled her hair. Desert winds, you come to me from somewhere far away. I wish I knew the secrets you have come so far to say. Because I hear you whispering in my ear, but the message isn't clear. Desert winds, this land. And that's the end of chapter one. The next episode will bring you more of Maya's adventure. 